So praise Him, you heavens and all that's above. Praise Him, you angels and heavenly hosts. Praise Him, the sun, moon, and bright shining stars. Praise Him, you heavens and waters and skies. Let the whole earth praise Him.
It's breaking the darkness. 
Sometimes it feels like a struggle Sometimes it feels like a fight It feels like a losing battle But I know I've got a warrior inside His name is Jesus The King that frees us He makes us more than
Thank you that even in a day like this, this morning, that you are with us. Thank you, Lord, that you carry us, that you continue to call us back to you, Lord, that we must come and submit our lives to you. And even, Lord, as we get into your word this morning, may you speak into our hearts. May you guide us. May you, you continue, Lord, to walk with us on this journey of life. Thank you, Father, for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I would like to start off by saying that over the last few weeks, Pastor Louis has been on around the word of living waters. And last week he spoke about the well and the assistance, and he was explaining to us of how the well is a, is a representation of life, a place where, where it, it's about the Lord reaching and giving life to, to everything around those areas where there would, there would be wells. And so this morning, I, want, I would like to take on from there and continue to speak around uh, you know, living, living a life that is, that is in God and not a life that you just want to go out and do your own thing because God is the one who's got the best for us. And even last week, Pastor Louis mentioned the fact that, you know, in, in the well of God, there is life. In the well of God, there is healing. And in the well of God, there's abundance. And so we continue to read about these wells, these, these places where God was like a, a representation of life in these places. And so this morning, I would like to read for you from Genesis chapter 26, I would be reading from the NIV version, and it's from 
verse 1 to verse 22. And I'm going to jump between different verses just so that we can get a clear emphasis of where, where we are going this morning. And this is what it says in Genesis chapter 26, Isaac and Abimelech. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I saw to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give them all these lands, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Verse 12, Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Verse 18, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Herar quarreled with those of Isaac and, and, and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for your word. For your word is truth, your word is life. This morning, Father, I ask that you be the one who speaks into our hearts, that you be the one who ministers to us, that, Lord, your word will come in and change us, that we may become more and more like you, Jesus. And so help us, Lord, as we process and as we unpack your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. The scripture we just read is the story of Isaac. Now, the question may be that who is Isaac? Isaac is the son of Abraham. We know that Abraham's story where Abraham was called by God to be the father of faith. And even the Bible says that Abraham is the father of faith. But the father of faith also had a son. And his son was Isaac in this story. And in this time, we read from this book of Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, that there was famine in the land. And in this land where there was famine, there was a need for food, water, and the livelihoods of people were affected by this. And so this was a place where Isaac was 
struggling and he found himself in a difficult spot, what is he going to do with all the stock, the, 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 the servants, the, the herdsmen, everybody else that was under his rulership? He struggled to think, how is he going to do this? The Bible says that he was even thinking of going to Egypt and get help there. And it was, be, it was because of there was nothing else that he felt he could do right there. But, it's, but something happened. The Lord appeared and he came to Isaac and he said, stay right here and I will bless you. Interesting that even in verse 6, if you read it there, it says, it says that uh, so Isaac remained and he stayed in Gerar. It's almost like saying that Isaac obeyed God. And so we must ask ourselves this morning, who is this Isaac? Why is, is the Bible suddenly zooming in on him? You see, Abraham was dead by that time. And Isaac was now the leader. He was the ruler, and he, he had all these, this wealth that his dad left him. Uh, Isaac was a son of privilege. He, he, he had everything. He didn't need anything else. He had so much, and the Bible continues to tell us that he even became more wealthy. Why is this such a big deal? It is a big deal because Isaac is a son of, 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 of Abraham. I mean, listen. Abraham was the father of faith. If your dad is like a president or, you know, a king, you can imagine. You, your, your thinking, your way you do life is totally different from just a normal person. And so Isaac was privileged because he had all these things. He was, he was wealthy. He, he, had, he had everything in terms of herd, stock. He, he was sorted, this guy. Hey? He, but, but throughout all those things, the things that he acquired because of his dad in terms of material things, those were not the big deal. The big deal was this. Isaac was never tested. His faith had never been tested. Everything he has was because of what Abraham did. And the Bible that we just read now tells us that Abraham obeyed the Lord. But Isaac had never had the opportunity to obey God. And so when God gives him this word and he says to him, don't go to Egypt, remain here, I will be with you and I will bless you, God was setting up Isaac for something different. You see, the character of Isaac had to be formed. He had to be tested. He had to learn how to walk with God without his dad there. He had to choose to follow the Lord. And so his character was going to only be formed by being able to respond to God. Now the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. And we also learn that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But this morning, I would like to also highlight that faith without obedience to God is nullified. You can have faith, but if you don't live it out, through obedience, that also gets nullified. And so the story of Isaac, as we continue to look into it, we see that because he was not tested, God was interested in something far more, and that is to form his character, to, to allow him to learn how to walk with God. Just like God work, walked with his father, Abraham, God wanted to walk like that with Isaac. And so this is a place where now, 
Isaac has to choose. Do I go to Egypt or do I obey and stay in this land where there's nothing? There's ferment, there's no water, there's, no, there's nothing happening here. And so this is a place where now Isaac is called to trust God. To see God coming through like never before for him. And so this was the big deal. Isaac was privileged. He had wealth. The Bible later tells us that he had a beautiful wife. This guy was the modern day billionaire. Because even King Abimelech said to him, listen, you, Isaac, you have become too powerful for us. Move away from us because you just have too much, too much stock, too much herds, herdsmen, servants, everything. You are the modern day billionaire. <laughs> I can imagine they were feeling like that because he had so much more. And so God, even though he had given Isaac those things, God wanted a relationship with him. See, the Lord desires a relationship with us. No matter where we find ourselves, we learn something, and this is the point. God is able to use any circumstances to or for his glory. And God wants to use all of our circumstances for his glory. It's about him. And he longs that in that he can form us so we can be more like him. And so God uses the story of Isaac to help us to see that our characters and who we are, we must respond the same way that Isaac did. And so as the character was formed, the Lord allows it to be formed through four steps. Isaac's, um, Isaac's character got formed through a political pressure. It was formed through economical pressure. It was, it was formed through personal pressure. It was, it was formed so that he can be able to learn how to respond to God. It was formed through psychological pressure. All these pressures that we are experiencing today, the Bible continues to tell us that there's nothing new under the sun. What we may experience now, it has happened to others in the, in the Bible. And so God allows all these pressures to come because he wants to form Isaac's character. And so this morning, I would like to highlight five main points, five main points. And some of you, I can hear you going, mm, 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 mm. this someone is going to be too long. Eh? The thing that, wants, that I would like to highlight this morning from the story of Isaac, him being so wealthy, having a, a beautiful wife, status in society, men envying him. Throughout all these things, God is interested in the character of Isaac. God doesn't mind that we can have all these comforts. The key thing is our character. Are we becoming more and more like his son, Jesus? In our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, who are we becoming more like? And so Isaac had to become one of the fathers of the faith. But through that, he had to trust God. And to do that, he had to do it through obedience. Through obedience. And so one of my first points this morning around these 
these, these, these pressures that Isaac had experienced, he had to respond in obedience. And my first point is this. Obedience attracts God's presence. Obedience attracts God's presence. The presence of God came to Isaac and it, it told, it, the Lord told him and he said, listen, man, don't go to Egypt. I will be with you. I will bless you. You see, because of he was willing and open and wanting to respond to the Lord, he had to learn how to trust God for himself. He had to take God's word and believe it and live it out and, and exercise it in his life. And so he stayed, the verse 6 tells us, that he stayed in Herard because he had to show that he was obedient to what God had asked him to do. And so God, God is attracted by obedience. And so obedience attracts God's presence in our lives. You cannot expect to have God's presence in, in your life when you see other people and you're thinking, yes, but it just seems like everything of theirs is, is going well. You know, whatever they do just works out. Perhaps they're obedient to the Lord and his presence is there with them. And the Lord is speaking to them. He's, he's showing them what to do because they are obedient to him. I would like to encourage you this morning. Are you obedient to him? Are you responding to him? Isaac responded and he stayed in Gerar. Obedience attracts God's presence. The second point I would like to highlight from this portion of scripture is this. Obedience attracts God's providence. Obedience attracts God's providence. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible says that when he agreed with King Abimelech, he got a piece of land and he planted in famine. He planted and he got a hundredfold return on what he had planted. Isaac, this guy plants in the desert and it grows. <laughs> this guy plants when there's no rain and it grows. No irrigation system, nothing. And the stuff grows. That is the favor of God. That is obedience that attracts God's providence. As you obey the Lord, his provision will be in your life. As you obey and you listen to what he says and you respond in obedience to him, you will be blessed. It's just the way it works. His obedience attracts his providence. And so I would like to encourage you this morning. Don't find yourself wondering what next thing should I be doing? How can I work it out? Allow God to lead you. Allow him and respond to him in faith and let his providence be upon you. And this morning, we learn from this scripture that this guy, not only did he, was he wealthy, he even became more wealthy. You can imagine, if he rips a hundredfold, it's, it's, it's more than what he needs, meaning that he's going to sell it and even make more profit. That's just too much. He's a billionaire already, and now he's even making more money. And so we learn that it's because of God's providence. 
but it was the response of Isaac's obedience that attracted that providence in his life. You know, the Bible tells us, if I can imagine David saying that the children of, he has never seen the children of the righteous go without bread. Because when things get hard, the Lord continues to be our provider. God is sufficient for us. And in this case, he was more than enough for Isaac. So obedience attracts his presence. Obedience attracts his providence. And the third thing, obedience attracts God's guidance. This man had the leading of the Lord. He, he was just where God wanted him to be. He went on and he started to dig the wells, the, the places where his, his dad found life. And he would dig there and he would get fresh water. There would be quarrels, but it didn't matter because he was blessed. He went on to the next place and he, he dug it up again and he found wells, a well of water there, fresh water. There was a quarrel and he continued to do that until he found a place where nobody quarreled with him about it. And that is because God was with him. God was leading him. Is there a place in your life as I'm sharing this morning, where you would desire God's guidance, I would like to encourage you, ask the Lord right there, Father, I need your guidance. If you have a pen or on your device, write it down, Lord, I need your guidance. The Lord promises that he will give us wisdom when we ask of him, and he will give it to us without finding faults. And that is in James chapter 1. And so I would like to encourage you, be in a place where the Lord is leading you, but God can only guide you if you are obedient to him. And so Isaac is showing us that by being obedient with the Lord, there will be pressures of life, economy, political, personal, psychological, all these pressures will be upon us, but we must respond to the Lord in faith through obedience. May obedience be part of who you are in the Lord as you walk this journey with him. So obedience attracts God's presence. Obedience attracts God's providence. Obedience attracts God's guidance. And my fourth point is this. Obedience also attracts opposition. Mm, 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 mm. Obedience also attracts opposition. Remember that when Isaac went and he, he dug up these wells and he found fresh water, the Bible says that there was quarrel. They quarreled, the, 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 the headers of, of Herar, they quarreled with him. He went to another one and they quarreled with him. And even, even King Abimelech, when he saw that he was prospering, he said, you, have, you had become too much. Please move away from us. Because he, that there was opposition because God's favor was upon him. Can I say it this way? If you are a believer and a follower of Jesus, you will face opposition. Opposition will come for you. There will, there will be times where you don't understand. And opposition will come, especially if you are doing the right things that God has called you to do. 
I'm not talking about you doing the wrong things and you expect God to protect, you know, to protect you if you are doing something wrong. God doesn't doesn't work like that. I'm talking about when we are in line with the things of the Lord and we are in in line with what God wants to do, you will find that there is opposition. You will find that there is there is quarreling. There are some who do not think the same, who do not see the same things that you that you see, who who are not allowing God to guide and lead them. And you find that there is opposition. And so opposition comes when we are obedient to the Lord because it's part of our test. It's part of our test to be able to overcome. Because Isaac overcame by continuing to be obedient and listen to God. Maybe King Abimelech should have said, just leave. He would have said, ah, I've tried, Lord. I'm going to go back and, and, and do my own thing and go to Egypt. But he kept on staying in that land, even though it was hard, because he was obedient to God. What is it that God is calling you to be obedient this morning? What, what is it that you are supposed to be obedient for or to the Lord for? And I want to encourage you this morning. Do not be in the place where you are holding back, where you are afraid, where you don't want to step out. Step out in faith and obey the Lord. I would like to encourage you. Obedience attracts God's presence. Obedience attracts God's providence. Obedience attracts God's guidance. Obedience attracts opposition. And my fifth point, obedience makes room for you. To flourish because now after he, he he went and he had quarrels with all these herders he found a, a well and he dug it up and it was a well of fresh water again and nobody quarreled with him and it was called Rehoboth meaning that the Lord has made room for me to flourish and so God as you listen as you walk with him he will make room for you as you obey and as you respond to him, he will make room for you. May you find a place where you can have a space, a place where you can flourish. But flourishing comes when we are obedient to the Lord. Isaac is drawing us to this point to say that I had, I had, I had money, I, had, I was wealthy, I was rich, I had a beautiful wife, I had a, a status, I had everything, but my faith when it was tested, I was called upon to respond in obedience. And from that place, God made room for him. And so this morning, I pray the Lord will make room for you. Whether in your workspace, in family, whatever that you're calling him out for, Lord, I pray, Everybody listening this morning, may you make room for them. I pray, Father Lord, those that are not feeling well, that are sick, may you make room for them. Those that are hurting, I pray, Lord, make room for them. That they will step out in faith and in obedience to you, Lord, when it's not even seem like it's going to work. Just like with Isaac, Lord, it didn't work. He couldn't, he couldn't see how God is going to do this thing. But because he was obedient to you, Lord, you made room for him. I pray God will make room for you. In Jesus' name. I would like to conclude this message and say this. Obedience is a place where God forms our characters. 
the wells that Isaac found, they were the wells that Abraham had dug long time ago. And they were his, they were rightfully his because his father lived in that land before. And, and even though they were taken from him, he had to learn to trust God. He had to learn to have faith and respond in obedience to the Lord. And so this morning, I would like to encourage you, be obedient to what God is saying to you. You know, in our walk with the Lord, we, we may not sometimes know what tomorrow holds. I mean, we live in a world now at the moment with, with COVID-19 restrictions and lockdowns that we, we do not know exactly what tomorrow holds. We don't know exactly how things are going to work out. But I would like to say it to you this morning. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds our hand. We know who holds our hand. And the Lord is the one who holds our hand. In this journey, I want to pray with you that as the Lord opens up and makes an overflow in your life, an overflow that comes because you are obedient to him, you are responding to him. Just like Isaac, the Lord will increase you. The Lord will prosper you. The Lord will lead you because you are obedient to him. As this overflow comes because we are responding to him, may we find that there are wells of life, wells of life where we can drink life from the Lord because we are not straying our, we are not doing our own thing. Last week, Pastor Louis mentioned it. We are not going about doing our own thing. We want what God wants for us. We want to be in a place where there's always living waters and let us drink from his well of life. And this morning, as you journey with the Lord, may you drink from him. As you obey him, may you drink and have life in him, in Jesus' name. I pray that you will be blessed, and I pray that the Lord will be in your life, that God will be there for you, that God would lead you. And more than that, he will enable you to obey him so you can get the best that he has for you. Let me pray with you this morning. Father, I want to thank you. Lord, just listening to the story of Isaac, uh, one realizes again that you are more interested in, in who we are, our relationship with you, who we, we, we turn to be, who you're making us to be, Lord. And I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, may you continue, Father, to lead us May your presence be with us. May we respond in obedience to you. Perhaps there are a lot of people here who are saying, Lord, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this. I haven't been obedient. I'm missing out on certain things in my obedience to you. Father, I pray that nobody will be condemned or dismissed. All of us are your children, Lord. And we pray, Father, Lord, that all of us would respond and say, Lord, Today, I want to be obedient to you. Your spirit, Lord, I pray, will fill them, that, Lord, we will all be enabled to obey you. And so we thank you for your word, Lord, from, from the story of Isaac, Lord, that we can draw life, Lord, that it's like, again, the living waters, where there's, there's a place where we can drink from and we can hear and be led by you. Thank you, Father, for your love for us in Jesus' name. Amen.
I pray that you will have a blessed week and please follow the prompts. There will be pastors to pray with you on site and even on, on Zoom and online. I pray that you will have a great week ahead and as you obey the Lord, may his presence be with you. May his providence be with you. May his guidance be with you. I pray that the Lord, even when opposition comes against you, may you overcome because he's with you. And I pray also that may, may you have room that he makes you to flourish in. In Jesus' name, amen.